Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a special Saturday night edition of the Top Rope Report here on TalkShoe.com, Facebook Live, Google Podcast, and Anchor. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Joining me every week, as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. What's going on, Nug? Good, good. That's good. So, we'll start off talking a little Friday Night Smackdown here. What did you think of the show last night? that scott pebbly is watching thanks scott thanks for tuning in again um yeah i thought it was um i I thought it was a pretty good show there's going to be one match that we're going to be definitely talking about that i thought was probably one of the best matches of the year if not the best but we'll get to that when we go over the matches but um yeah i thought it was um i I thought it was a, a pretty good show waiting to see what uh Monday Night Raw and the, the go home shows for Friday Night SmackDown is going to be, but uh, you know the beginning of the show, yeah, it was it was okay. You know the, the the starting out with the episode and the you know vignettes and the promos that they had and everything was it was all right. So. Well, I mean the first part of the show. I mean, I don't want to be jumping around because I really don't remember the order of everything. Oh, oh, okay. So, Greg's the one that takes the show in order, the matches in order, and then we talk about them from there. But, um. Yep, and I think, uh, if you don't mind, I'll go first on this one, Greg, and talk about it. Um. Like you had mentioned earlier, you know, she did have a brace on. She did have her arm in a sling earlier in that day, and she did have it on um, last night for SmackDown. And she was out there, you know, asserting her authority, wanting to fine Ronda Rousey $100,000 and suspend her indefinitely until Adam Pierce came out and had that email from Vince McMahon. I mean, I don't think I don't think they would have went through with the with the suspension or the fine, to be honest with you. And uh, I totally agree with uh, with the email. If, if it was written, Vince, I know we just saw what was printed on. Um, the second, you know, smacked the taste out of her mouth, which I thought was, uh, which was pretty good. But the segment overall, I gave it a C minus. a little bit more than that, you know, borderline C 
to C minus, like a 73. Um, some consider that a C, some consider that a C minus. Um, I liked, you know, the, you know, punishment of the $100,000. I mean, hey, that's what Brock Lesnar got fined for attacking Adam Pierce and fined indefinitely. So it's kind of a little weird to me that Adam Pierce didn't support the decision. But as it came out, you know, Vince McMahon kind of in the email that was read kind of made it seem like, you know, she's been dueling out these suspensions or these consequences on her own doing without thought of any other authority. So that's kind of why they, they, you know, gave her the quote-unquote proverbial slap in the face. Then they only came down and gave her the real slap in the face. I thought it was an okay saying it didn't go too long. That's what I liked about it. Yeah. You know, it, they got to the point, did what they needed to do, and then the segment was over. It didn't carry on sometimes that they'll do with, you know, but with bad segments. Um, so that's kind of why I gave it that C to C minus. Yep. Now, when Brock, Le- when Brock Lesnar attacked Adam Pierce, wasn't his fine a million dollars? Whatever it was. Something like that. I, mean, I think they might have knocked it down. Fine. It's just, yeah. surprised. Los Lotharios looked very, very good in this match. They um that they got the win. Surprised me a little bit that they got the win, but they're they're not a bad tag team. And I agree with you. If they if they keep this uh this feud going, this uh this might be something interesting to watch. I mean I think it might be uh 
pay-per-view worthy tag team match somewhere down the line. Uh, Los, Los Lotharios got some good skills in the ring. Uh, Kofi and Big E, well, we all know what they can do in the ring, you know, 10-time tag team champions. But uh, I, I gave the match a B plus. Yeah, I, I I got nothing out of that interview. I mean, you know, he at the end of it, he's like, "Well, I'm going to Goldberg, Goldberg," and you know, I mean, I really don't think this is going to be a match that you know Roman Reigns is going to be in any. Uh, in my opinion, I don't think this is going to be a match that Roman Reigns is going to be in any jeopardy of losing. Um. Roman Reigns is the cream of the crop on SmackDown. He is what I consider the face of the company. Will it be a will it be a good match, or will it be a match that I want to sit down and watch the entire match? Yeah, only because of Goldberg's promo. We'll get to that when uh, when you bring that up. And uh, I just didn't I just didn't like the, the the promo that they had all that well. So I gave it a, I gave it a C. Brock Lesnar up 
for three, four, five seconds. You know, when he was against Lashley, he, he got him up and had to put him straight down because he didn't have the strength to hold a man like that up anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's what happened, that's what happened with The Undertaker. I mean, it's just instances where he just doesn't have the arm strength that he used to have, you know. I mean, hell, six years ago when he was, you know, 49, 50, yep. as opposed to 55 now. Yep. Then they actually went to another match. It was the quote-unquote dungeon-style match between Aaliyah and Natalia. Um, Corey Graves was, without mention before, Corey Graves is ringside at the announcer's desk with Michael Cole as Pat McAfee is on location um, with Sirius XM and his radio show. He's out covering the Super Bowl. So there's no way he was going to fly from L.A. to New Orleans just to SmackDown to fly back to L.A., and that's just nonsensical to do it. So you have Corey Graves substitute for him. Um, and they were making this big deal, big deal about Aaliyah being undefeated. She's fucking 3 0. I mean, she's 3 0. With three illegitimate wins by Natty, against Natty. So, I mean, um, I mean, Aaliyah was able to show some things, but like every pin attempt was a roll-up attempt or this attempt. She didn't really get in much offense. She didn't get a chance to showcase much offense. You know, it was Natalia put her in a sharpshooter and this little five foot one, seventeen pound Aaliyah was able to drag big old Natty from the center of the ring to the ropes to try and break the hole, but because it's a dungeon style thing, there's no break of the ropes, and she finally had to tap out. Um, I gave this match a B plus. Right. I mean, I I really wasn't into that match. I mean, you know, like you said, Aaliyah, uh, Aaliyah you know, four feet something, hundred and something pounds, if that. I mean. Her skills will probably get better and better as time goes on, but her only three wins have been against, like you said, her only three wins have been against Natalia. And you know, you got to give her, got to give her time to get her feet wet a little bit more and see, you know, where her career is going to go from there. I gave it a D. Okay. segment so an in-ring segment match in-ring segment match now in-ring segment um as it was Sammy Zane's new show Insane um where he had um Rick Boots and Shinsuke Nakamura as his guests what do you think uh, well I kind of I kind of think Sammy Zane is you know kind of kind of funny in his uh little podcast thing there in Zane um, I understand that next week he's going to be facing Nakamura for the IC title on SmackDown. So hopefully that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting to watch. And, um, but, you know, Nakamura was, you know, just trying to look like he was trying to talk some smack to him. And Sami Zayn was, you know, going right back and forth with him. And, uh. Then the electrical shock, I guess, from Rick Boogs for the microphone. I kind of, that happened so quick. It was like, what the hell happened? And 
because usually when you get something like that, it's usually a spark or some smoke coming out or something like that. I didn't even uh, didn't even know what happened until he fell down, and then you know, Sami Zayn went over and attacked the both of them. I didn't think the segment was all that great. I gave it a C minus. Okay. Um, well, as far as the electrifying, there was there was no way there was going to be. You know, when they do things like that before, you put your foot through an amplifier. I mean, you could have, you know, quote unquote, smoke bomb in the amplifier, to, you know, but it's a microphone and, it, you know, a microphone stand. There's, there's no way you can do that. Um, the only way I knew was something where he got electrified was as soon as he put his hand on the microphone, he also had his left hand on the guitar. You heard that electrical, quote unquote, electrical buzz sound. And then he went down and was kind of, you know, like looking at his hand like he had just got electrocuted. Um, that part dropped the, the whole, I mean, the segment down uh, a half a letter grade. Um, I totally agree with the C minus. Um, you know, Nakamura turned to take a look at Rick Boots and, you know, Sami Zayn came with his haluba kick, um, knocking Nakamura down on Rick Boots. Um, so. Sorry. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it was what it was. I, I mean, it, another. I mean, I thought the insane things were only because he was, you know, quote unquote feuding with um, Johnny Knoxville. But if they're going to continue doing these things every week, they've got to get better. Yeah. If not, it's just another crap segment. Yep. Then let's follow the follow the bouncing bunny. Um, the next one was a match. Um, started out in the back where Madcap Moss um, was telling um, Happy Corbin that he wasn't going to be able to accompany him out to the ring for his match, um, as it was Cesaro versus Happy Corbin. Um, go ahead and take it from there. Uh. I don't know. I I just don't know what they're doing with Cesaro. I mean, it just seems like he's he's been. It seems to me like he's been losing every week, and I don't know what they're what they're doing with him. If they're trying to bury him on the roster, or I mean, he's he's definitely got the the capabilities and the skills to beat a Baron Corbin or a Madcap Moss or um or whichever wrestler he's in the ring with. I mean, he definitely has the capabilities of doing that. I just don't know what they're, what they're going to do with him. And, you know, Baron Corbin, I think he's, uh, his career is going to kind of took off a little bit since he took over that happy Corbin role. And, um, I just, I'm kind of disappointed with, uh, with what WWE is doing with Cesaro right now. I, I gave the segment a C. I gave the match a C. Okay, um, including the segment afterwards. Oh, the doctors. Oh, that's right. The segment afterwards, when he was when he was at the doctor with his eye, Drew McIntyre came out with the sword, and yeah, that kind of moved it up a half a letter grade. So I give it a B minus. Okay. Right. Um, I thought the match was actually good. Um, and one thing we gotta, I mean, you, you gotta. I don't know, remember, understand, think about, or keep in the back of your head, is, yes, Cesaro 
I mean, he was a long-standing tag team partner with uh, Sheamus in the bar. Um, he's been, you know, at the top, towards the top, mid-card, this and that. But he's a credible talent. So to give credibility to an opponent, you've got to beat somebody that's credible. So you've got to have good wrestlers, quote-unquote good wrestlers, taking losses to elevate other wrestlers. And that's where Cesaro's fitting in right now. That's where Natalia's fitting in, in the, you know, in the women's division for quite a while. Every once in a while she gets tossed into a, an important match or a title picture and then back down to where she is. Well, you need that in the men's roster as well. And that's where Cesaro, unfortunately, is falling into perfectly. He goes to work, does his job, gets paid, goes home. Okay. Um, but I thought the match was good. Um, I didn't think there was any chance at any point. I'm not that there was a, a you know, a quote-unquote <laughs> point in the time that during the match you didn't think Cesaro could have won it, but going into the match, you knew Happy Corbin was going to win the match. Right. Um, the after thing with Matt Cat Moss talking to Dr. Warner and cancel his appointment, you know, cancel his match at Elimination Chamber, um, and then he comes and closes his eyes and says, okay, when you, uh, you want to open your right eye, I'll tell you what you see. And then you see the doctor step away, and then the sword comes out in front of his eye, and he opens his eye, and all of a sudden he's quote-unquote cured. Um, and now they change it to a false count anywhere match, um, which means Happy Corbin can get involved, um, and then it's literally a two-on-one, um, and we'll just have to see where it goes from there. Yep. Um, but I, I too gave I gave the whole thing from top to bottom a B minus, just like you did. Okay. Ian Meadows is watching. Thank you, Ian. And huh. by the way, he's from Ohio, so he's watching us out in Ohio. Is he from the? Cleveland, Ohio area, or the Cincinnati, Ohio area? Oh, I don't know. Not, not too sure. I didn't get, never got a chance to ask him. Well, you said he's watching, isn't he? Yeah. Well, Ian. Hopefully he'll comment. Yep. Hopefully he'll comment. Springfield area. I don't know where that is. I don't know if he's closer to Cincinnati or Cleveland. But um, when I saw that, well, are you go Rams or are you go Bengals? Because you're a 
Browns fan, you'd be rooting for the Rams. Like, I'm a Steelers fan, so I'm rooting for the Rams because I can't root for the Bengals. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> when I saw that promo, I said to myself, that was the look of the Goldberg of old. The Goldberg that I remember. The way he spoke, the way his demeanor was, the way he talked. To me, that was the Goldberg of the WCW days. I'm not saying his his wrestling ability is that way. No, because his wrestling ability has fallen off over the years as he got older. But just the way he looked and just the way he spoke reminded me of the Goldberg of old. Um, I'm not saying he's going to dominate the match. He's not, I, I don't even expect him to win the match. But he's a, he's a Bengals, bud. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I, I, I thought the promo that they had was, was pretty good. I, I gave it a, a C+. Plus. A C plus, B minus to a C plus. Okay. Um, your phone just cut up for a second there, so oh. I heard the plus. I just didn't hear the letter C at first. Hello, Jacob. Um, what? I said hello, Jacob. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, I didn't get the notification about Jacob. <laughs> um, then you know the clock came to. 930 was uh, um, Naomi and Charlotte and I'm like you know well you're up to talk about this one first oh man what a match I mean like you had said when we talked off the air today I mean if we had to do uh, a uh, award show right now this would get my run for match of the year this match was just amazing Back and forth, the entire match, a whole lot of two counts, a lot of close two counts. Um, Naomi has definitely been showing that she deserves to be in the title picture. And without Sonya Deville interrupting and interfering in the match, you can see how much Naomi can concentrate on a match against Charlotte Flair and she damn near walked out of there as the SmackDown Women's Champion. I, I mean, I, I had to give the match a, a, an A, a to, an A plus to an A to an A plus. I mean, that was just that had to be the best match I've seen of the year so far, men or women. Okay, um, I would go. I mean, I, I would go as far as saying best match, men or women, hands down. Um, I would definitely say, I mean, it wasn't too long ago, and right now I can't remember the match because this one's just so fresh on my mind. Um, but this is, to me right now, like I said, if, if we had two different categories where we had the best women's match of the year and the best men's match of the year, this would, I mean, I wouldn't have to think about any other women's match at all. Because right. this would be the, the best women's match of the year. Um, it was, you know, it's started out, you know, there was a couple things in the beginning. I was like, oh, this is going to be typical Naomi match. Um, the first one that popped into mind when um, Charlotte Flair was just on the outside of the ring, she came to give her that kick to the head. She just, she, she whiffed. 
I mean, she whipped on it, and Charlotte still went down and went up to make it sell. And even Michael calls it, oh, it doesn't look like she got all of it there, but she must have gotten enough. And, and then there was another one in the ring. Um, so I was at that point, you know, five minutes of the match, I was like, okay, you know, let's just, what, what's, let's see what's going to be the main event of SmackDown tonight. I have no idea what it could have been. Right. And then the match, like that snowball on top of the hill, started to go down the hill. Gain momentum and get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and you're like, this match is still going on, and it wasn't like, oh, this match is still going on. I was genuinely looking and like, holy crap! And you know, I was like, you know, how long has this match been? And I looked at my phone, and it was five minutes up to SmackDown. I'm like, holy crap! Yeah. Um, this, I mean, and Naomi, and she, I mean, has she been given a fair shake? No, but the, uh, I don't know, was it all Naomi? No. Was it because Naomi was in the ring with Charlotte? I'm stronger thinking yes. I want to see her do a performance like that in the ring with somebody that's not Charlotte Flair. Right. I want to see her do, do that in the ring with uh, a Shayna Baszler, what up, DJ? Um, you know, somebody on that level um, on SmackDown and see if she can still put in that type of performance. But regardless, I, I, I can't give an A-plus because that would be an A-plus is 100, um, and that's the only thing that could be an A-plus, but I definitely give it a very, very, very strong A. Yep. Hey, DJ, what's going on, buddy? When somebody loses, it, it kind of hurts. Like, if this match ended with Charlotte Flair cheating, it'd be plus for the match, you know? Right. But having with everything they went through, um, for Naomi to take a clean loss, Naomi doesn't lose anything. Right. Um, then after that, we had the little, if you want to say, bonus... Um, content um, last couple minutes Sony Deville um, came in the ring um, and for all of those you that are out there saying wait a minute she's not supposed to she's supposed to get you know in trouble now well two things one the match was over and two she never laid a hand on her she was kicking her <laughs> so either way the rule wasn't broken right and then Ronda Rousey came down and then you know you know the four women you know for a brief time um and and I, I heard you in the opening um before you connected with me on live it, it's not seeing if this match is added this tag team match is officially added to Elimination Chamber um now putting seven matches on the card Three are women's matches, four are men's matches. Um, I had miscounted yesterday when I said, oh, I mean, half the matches on the show will be women. Well, there's the one extra match, um, McIntyre against Matt Cat Moss. Um, so it is officially on the card. Okay. That's, uh, I, I think that's, that's going to be quite an interesting match, especially wanting to see Sonya... In the ring with Naomi to see Sonya in the ring with Ronda, 
I think that's going to be uh, quite quite an interesting tag team match. So, so let's get overall for SmackDown a B minus. Um, and only because it was saved with that last 30 minutes or it would have been a C to a C plus. Yep, I totally agree. B minus is my grade. You know, Charlotte and Naomi saved, saved the show. And um, it was definitely entertaining to watch, that's for sure. So, so now that we've uh, finished up our SmackDown segment, for now, it's uh, part of my... Part of the show, my favorite show, my favorite part of the show. I hope it's everybody else that's tuning in. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. All right. Uh, well, first and foremost, I do want to start off um, with saying that uh, I was talking to Trivia earlier today, um, and he had mentioned something that um, a quote unquote spoiler for next Friday night's SmackDown. Um, whether you knew it or you didn't know it, they, they taped next week's SmackDown after SmackDown this week to allow the wrestlers and crew to, you know, be able to travel to Saudi Arabia in a timely manner. Um, so he gave me a spoiler. I was like, listen, listen, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, you know, I looked at stories and said, oh, Friday Night SmackDown spoilers for that. And I just purposely didn't look at it. Well... It's no longer a spoiler when it is posted on WWE.com itself. You know, a website and a site that that historically tries to stay away from spoilers announced a title change um, that will take place at next week's um, Friday Night SmackDown. If you don't want to know it, if you don't want to hear it, plug your ears mute your phone, do whatever it is, but trivia was right. Um, Sammy Zane. What the fuck? It's not dogs this time. It's not dogs this time. There's an exploding, it's like an exploding backfire of a car. Oh. Um, which, if anything's going to make dogs bark, that would be it. But uh, Sammy Zane does defeat Nakamura. Um, on SmackDown next week becoming new IC champ. Um, and once again, I would never have acknowledged it, but it's on WWE.com. Very, very confusing to me. Yep. Um, one thing we, we talk about a lot here on the uh, on uh, Top Rope Report is sometimes they just don't know when to kill a storyline. So I have four storylines here in WWE that are probably past um, their expiration date. And how strongly do you agree or do you disagree? Okay. Um, first one on the list is the Street Profits versus Ziggler and Rude. Uh, I'm kind of on the fence with that because I enjoy seeing those two teams go at it. No, but I'm just saying, I, I enjoy watching those two teams go at it, and I think they should have at least one or two more matches, maybe. Right. Um, and this article in comments said um, it could be argued that the New Day versus the Usos should be on this list instead of this match. And then it goes on with their 
wrong explanation. Um, the next one, I have to skip over the AEW ones because um, the other one is just overall a storyline that's well past the expiration date. The 24-7 championship. Yep, I agree. I really think they should get rid of the entire 24-7 championship. Yeah, I mean, the only good thing it does, um, I mean, the 24-7 championship before was anytime, anywhere, but it was a hardcore championship, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, but what this says is it gave underused and underutilized um, wrestlers such as Akira Tozawa, Drew Gulak, Reginald, I mean, even Shelton Benjamin, the Singh brothers, Drake Maverick, and of course, R-Truth, and now Dana Brooke and Tamina to get their moments on TV, to get some exposure. So, I mean, if it did anything good, it at least did that, right. maybe? Yep. Okay. Then the next one, which, you know, we now know is no longer valid, but they listed Shinsuke Nakamura's Intercontinental title reign. Well past its, its expiration date. Right. And then the last one, which I'm going to slightly disagree with, because I'm hoping we have an end date, and that's Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that's not that's not past its expiration date yet. Right. I, 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 now, if it goes past WrestleMania, then I'm gonna be a little bit more agreeable to that statement. But if it ends at WrestleMania, and then that's it, it's done. And each of them go on to other things, other opponents, other storylines. Then I'll, I'll, I'll agree. Okay. But if it you know, goes beyond WrestleMania and they're still fighting from SummerSlam next year, right. I'll be in up in arms. Yep. I have a list here. Um, once again, it's an AEW-WWE um, list, but is ranking the top 10 um, WWE and AEW stars so far in 2022. Now, we're not even a month and a half into the year, but it does carry over a little bit from last year. So I'll go down the list, but I'm only going to name the um, WWEs. They list at number nine, Becky Lynch. You know what? I'm going to give you the other ones because you've heard of them. Number 10 was CM Punk. Then they have number 9, um, Becky Lynch. Number 8, Malachi Black. Former known as Aleister Black. Number 7, they have Adam Cole. Number 6, they have Chad Gable. Number five, the TV, the AEW TBS Women's Champion Jade Cargill, or Cargill, however you say her last name. I think it's Gill, G I L L, um, 
who is one of those, from what I read, AEW superstars that's close to the end of her deal. And WWE is already talking about wanting to bring her along to the WWE. Um, number four, they list Roman Reigns. Number three from AEW, Sammy Guevara. Number two, Seth Rollins. And is there any guess as to who they say is the top performer of 2022 so far? Brian Danielson? No. No? no. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. They list Brock Lesnar. Um, so six out of the ten are AEW or WWE. Um, I don't know. I don't see this Jade Cargill ever. I don't think I've ever seen her wrestle. I mean, I've seen pictures and stuff of her. So I don't know, comparable to Becky Lynch, how she is. Um, but, and let me go to this other page here. There's a couple other quick things I wanted to mention. Um, come on, load up. Um, <laughs> I also wanted to say before that I mentioned something about I think they need to get rid of the 24-7 title. We're not going to get rid of the 24-7 guy because he was already on the show watching it. Well, so we're going to keep him. But I think they should get rid of the 24-7 title. Okay. Um, well, it's no big deal. But where is the article? Oh, um... We all know by now that, uh, I don't know, a month, month and a half ago, maybe as much as two months ago, um, maybe a little bit before that, um, don't get the exact time in my head, but Mustafa Ali had requested to be released from WWE. Um, WWE has been criticized um, a little bit um, with the 81 roster members of all talent that they let go last year um as well as production people and backstage people um somebody literally wants to leave the company and they won't release them um so for those of you that might say yeah no big deal you know masapa leo just sit at home and just wait his contract to be done with so he can go do something else um well he tweeted out um, that, that kind of gives you an idea of when his WWE contract expires. And he, tech, he, quote, unquote, I'll see y'all in like two and a half years. So WWE, which now is transitioned to guaranteed salaries for their contracts, is going to pay Mustafa Ali to sit at home. Because they even wanted Mustafa Ali to be in the Royal Rumble, and he said, no, I'm not doing anything until you release me. So he's just going to sit at home for two and a half years. Okay. I, I, I guess, I mean. Um, Collect that paycheck. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were three articles on this page. I really think that uh, we're going to be in for a really good pay-per-view next Saturday afternoon. 12 noon. Well, this isn't trivia news. This isn't trivia news. 
Well, I'm trying to fill the time. Step off. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, one other little thing. Um, we, we talk about how weak the women's tag team division is. Um, and how there's, I mean, right now, if you look at the, the women's roster, how many true tag teams are there? Two, that was a question. Three, maybe. What are the two? What are the two? Uh, oh, yeah. Probably none. Right now, there's one. And that's the champs. Queen Zelina and Carmella. Queen Zelina and Carmella. I forgot about that. Yep. Um, so, there's, there's thoughts that after this women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Cup that they do in, in, I think, April and May, that they'll bring up one or two tag teams from NXT. But then there's two other tag teams that quite possibly could be formed and or reformed after WrestleMania. Um, the two that could quite possibly be reformed, one would be... Um, Sarah Logan, who made a return at the Royal Rumble, um, possibly rejoining Liv Morgan, kind of filling two voids, don't know really what to do with Liv Morgan, so let's bring Sarah Logan back and put her back in a tag team. Another would be, because once again, right now, it's on SmackDown and what's going on. Um, Ronda possibly being on SmackDown. Don't know if she's officially on SmackDown or not, but... Um, maybe there's not much for Sasha to do on the top level. So reforming um, the Bailey and Banks connection for another tag team. And then the possibility of a new, quote-unquote, new tag team forming in the form of Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. Mm. Thoughts on that? Ooh, that would be interesting. That would be that would be quite the tag team. I mean, With those three teams and possibly two good teams from NXT, giving you like seven teams on the main roster, maybe inject a little bit of excitement, a little bit of excitement into the women's tag division. Yeah, this way we're not going to see the same matches in women's tags every week. Right, because, I mean, you say you have three teams on each show, and you have the champions that can go back and forth. <laughs> so, you know, you definitely wouldn't get the same matchup every night. But yeah. um, that's Nuggies News for this week. All right, thanks, Greg. And as usual, Nuggies News, always great. But, yeah, Shayna and Ronda, boy, what a hell of a tag team that would make. Yeah. And I wonder if they did that. I wonder what show they would put them on.
personally don't think it would happen. I don't, I don't know. Right. I think Ronda Rousey's going to stay in the singles title picture for, you know, quite a while. Yep. Now, for the people out there that haven't uh, heard about it yet or can't remember them, uh, let's go over the matches for Elimination Chamber next week. I think there's, what, seven matches? Yes, right now there's seven matches. Um, So, I'm just going in the order that they're listed here on Wikipedia. Um, elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship. The champion Bobby Lashley defends against Brock Lesnar, Seth uh, freaking Rollins, um, Austin Theory, Riddle, and AJ Styles. Then Becky Lynch defends her Raw Women's Championship against Lita. The SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos, defend their title against the Viking Raiders. Roman Reigns defends his universal title against Goldberg. Drew McIntyre takes a madcap moth with, with Happy Corbin in his corner um, in a false count anywhere match. The women have a Raw Women's Championship match, which is Liv Morgan Championship Contenders match. Um, Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop versus Nikki A.S.H. and um, a surprise entrant. Um, whether that gets announced this week on Monday Night Raw or they wait until Elimination Chamber, that we don't know yet. And most recently, we had a match, uh, Ronda Rousey and Naomi versus Charlotte Blair and Tony DeVito. Okay. Now, that mystery woman, we have big impact if it was Oscar or Sasha? Well, hey, it won't be Sasha. She's on SmackDown. Okay. This is a Raw contender. The it raw, makes sense to me if it was Sasha. Right, the, the Raw Women's uh, Elimination Chamber. It right. Could be, yeah, it could be. Um, but I don't... I, I still don't know... Who I'm gonna have win the match. Right. <laughs> no. uh, before, um, before we came on today, I was reading an article that was posted by Sports Gita about a rumor, and that's just what it is—a rumor. Whenever we talk about some things in here that are rumors, sometimes they're just rumors. But anytime you hear the words Sports Gita, and you know it's pretty much a rumor. Um, AJ Styles has wanted a match for quite a while against Edge. And they say it's a possibility it could happen. Um, I think it would be a tremendous match to, to definitely watch. And I think, do you think that match would be WrestleMania worthy? Absolutely. So do I. Absolutely. And I um, think, especially I think, with the whole thing with Miz and Edge being definitely being over now with the Miz kind of feuding with the Mysterios. Um, and I, I mean, as much as I would love to see AJ Styles win the Elimination Chamber, um, I, I just, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, so you need something for Edge and AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm not going to match together. They both want it. They, I mean, I've seen stories from both sides saying they would love to face each other. 
Um, so I, I, I'm all for it. 100%. Yeah. Now, you know, now a lot of people don't, you know, they know, you know, in the elimination chamber, when you get pinned, you're out of the match. So I think Austin Theory, I think Austin Theory is going to pin Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's going to lay Brock Lesnar on top of Bobby Lashley and then pin the tour. Yeah, really. But uh, I think that's going to be a really, a really tough match to to pick a winner on. Because yeah. I mean. I like AJ Styles' chances. I like Brock's chances. I definitely like Seth Rollins' chances. So there's three out. I, 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 for the men's, I think it's it's a three horse race to win it. Unfortunately, um, and I mean that that would be um, Lashley, um, Riddle, and Theory. The other three guys don't have a chance. <laughs> I was gonna say Riddle, Lashley. Lashley, Lesnar, and Rollins. Yep. Um, I mean, I'd love to see AJ, and like I said, I'd love to see him win it, um, or be one of the last two, and then, you know, whoever wins it, um, he can have a little feud with to go up against, you know, you know, at WrestleMania for the Raw, you know, for the, for the WWE Championship. Um, but I just don't, I don't want to see Brock Lesnar win. But it's hard not to pick him. Right. You know, that's, that's the toughest struggle I have. If he didn't win the Royal Rumble, hands down, I would say 250% Brock Lesnar wins this match. But he won the Royal Rumble, and he's going to challenge Roman Reigns. I don't want to see a title for title match. Okay. Or or a match where Brock Lesnar challenges Reigns for his title because that's the title he was challenging for, but Reigns doesn't get the challenge for his title. Yeah. Right. So I don't want to see something like that. Right. And it would be something to really have Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, and Brock Lesnar as the final three left in the Elimination Chamber. I feel bad for Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. That would be so cool to watch to, to see. And um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a really good match. I think it's going to be a really good pay per view. Uh, I was talking to DJ earlier today. And uh, I told him, I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Brock Lesnar, you know, getting off the subject of Elimination Chamber for just a minute. I'm bringing this up now because it just popped into my head. Um, yeah, go ahead. That Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns will close out WrestleMania on Sunday. And DJ is like, well, I think what's going to close out WrestleMania on Saturday will be Charlotte Ronda Rousey. Yeah, it's the exact same thing I said. Yeah. And he must. Exact same thing. Yeah, so he obviously. And I think, following suit, I think whatever the Raw, the men's championship for, the, for Raw, will open up WrestleMania Saturday. The championship for Raw will open up the. Okay. The WWE Championship. Oh, that's the last year. 
All right. I'm almost positive. Hold on. I'm just oh, wait a I'm just waiting wait, to see wait, wait. uh Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. I'm just waiting to see what match is going to open up next Saturday. Um, if there's a pre-show match, and if it is, uh, the, women, the women's elimination chamber open up next Saturday. Oh, okay. So Greg will have the. Uh, the matches all set for us and how we're going to pick who's going to win. And so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a, an interesting pay-per-view to watch. That's for sure. But first time. Last ever. year's first match. Uh, come on, let me get to it. Um, Saturday was Bobby Lashley defeating Drew McIntyre by technical submission. Night one. Yep. Okay. And that's when Drew was the champion. Right? No, Bobby Lashley was a champion. Oh, Bobby Lashley was champion at last year's WrestleMania? Yep. Oh, okay. Um, and then the, opening, then the opening night, night two, which on paper looked like it could be a great match, but after the match happened, it was probably the most wasted match we saw um, all of last year. Randy Orton defeated the Fiend with Alexa Bliss by pinfall. Right. And, and uh, yeah, so with with the Raw Women's um, Elimination Chamber, with there being one spot left. I would not be surprised if it if it turns out to be Alexa Bliss. I would. I mean, I think all all roads are leading to Oscar. And if it is Oscar, is she going to come out last? Well, that's the thing is, is if they're going to keep it a surprise. Or are they just going to announce it this Monday and have her come out? Um, I, I, I don't know how fair it would be to have her be, you know, unannounced and then all of a sudden be the last one to come out and get put into a wait. Oh, they, yeah, they fill the four pods and then the two competitors come out. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so to be that, I don't know, in her first match back, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I don't give, I give maybe a 2% chance, um, maybe a 5% chance combined for competitor five and six in the Elimination Chamber to win the Elimination Chamber. Right. They're using, I give them very, very, very little chance. They're using, would that be fair to some a big returning surprise? I don't know. I, I wanted to announce it before the match. Yeah, because it would, it would all, it would make it interesting if they announced it before the match because now you're going to get to see Oscar. But it will also be interesting to see if it was a surprise because because it started in chamber. Those are the ones that really get the elimination chamber started. 
and then every five minutes, well, then every five minutes I, after. I, I understand that, but they never win. Do you really want your your mystery surprise to be somebody that's been out for injury for ten months and have to? I don't know. I just I see. I'm I'm conflicted like you. I mean, I'm just really playing the devil's advocate. Right. I see the advantages of them. You know both. You know both competitors. You know both ways being announced ahead of time, right. um, or maybe waiting for the surprise. But if if they do wait to Illumination Chamber, is the surprise worse or better if it's just randomly announced during the match? Like if it's the second person to come out as Oscar and goes into a pot. Does that make the surprise, you know, so I guess what I'm asking is if the last competitor is not announced until the Elimination Chamber, do you want that surprise to be the first person out and into a pod? The last person out and in the ring? Or does it matter? Can be any of the two through five. Well, I think it would be more, I think it would have more of an impact and more of a pop on the crowd if it was the last one announced. And, if, and even if she gets in the ring and starts it off, it's still Asuka. I mean, she's been out for 10 months. I don't think she's been sitting around eating jelly donuts and bonbons. I'm sure she, when she started feeling better, she was working out in. So I'm expecting to see the old Oscar back in the ring. But even if she comes if she comes out and gets announced first and goes into a pod, that's okay too. That that's cool. But I think it would be a bigger pop and a bigger surprise to the people if it's announced as Oscar as the fifth or sixth one as the surprise. Okay, I can see that. Um, I'm going to throw another question out to you. All right. Um, if, how do I want to state it? Um, well, no, I'll, I'll just make a statement and you can agree or disagree. Um, I think that if it's first or last, <laughs> See, you can't message me in the middle of the show because then I stop and I read it. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, if it's first or last and it's Asta, I don't think the crowd pop is going to be that much different. But if it's not Asta and it's an un Say it's a new hire, somebody making their main roster debut, or somebody that's never wrestled on the main roster or even in the company, that's got to be last. That can't be first. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Because I think it'd be a bigger surprise if it's, you know, once again, I'll throw this name out, just get the name I always use. If it's Tessa Blanchard, I don't want to see her come out first. Yeah, you want to see her come out last and be like, holy shit. I want to see her come out last and then go 
go down to being her and Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley to see who's going to face Becky Lynch. Right. Yep. The only thing I'm probably going to miss is not seeing Liv Morgan get swung into the into the pods like she did last last year or the year before. You never know. could do that. Yeah. Do you really think they're going to make Dewdrop look strong in this match? Well, I, don't, I mean, just due to the size of Dewdrop, you can't not make her look strong. Is she going to fit in the pod? I mean, Rhea Ripley, I mean, what she, yeah, she's not that big. <laughs> if the fucking, what were they, um, Otis and yeah. whatever, heavy machinery, if they fit in a pod together, Dewdrop could easily fit in a pod. Um, Nia Jax fits in a pod. Nia Jax is bigger than Dewdrop was, or is. Um, but yeah, I mean, are, are we going to see, I mean, Rhea Ripley do Riptide on Dewdrop? I mean, I know Bianca Belair did the KOD, but Dewdrop climbed up the fucking ropes for her. Right. She didn't pick her up. Mm-hmm. She held her on her shoulders. Right. And then, if I want to, if I remember correctly, Dewdrop was kind of bounced off the top rope to get the momentum right. to give her the KOD. Yep. That's different. Right. But I'm talking about picking that bitch up from the ground. Yep. You know, like Hulk Hogan's hip toss of, of uh, Andre. Yeah. It was a hip toss. So. But yeah, so like I said, it's going to be next next Saturday, 12 noon our time. First time ever, Elimination Chamber in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Um, definitely, look, definitely looking forward to the show. We're going to be doing, hopefully if we get everybody on the same page, we'll be doing the prediction show Friday. What? Seven. Seven o'clock. Fr- seven o'clock Friday. Seven o'clock Friday. time out there. It's the best time for, okay. for him to join here. And for DJ, I'm sure that'll be a good time for him, too, because he told us he doesn't care what time we do the show. So, yeah. So 7 o'clock Friday night, we will be doing our Elimination Chamber pre-show. The last prediction, pre- prediction show. Prediction show. Prediction show. The last pay-per-view before the road to WrestleMania. The road to WrestleMania is looking pretty smooth right now, wouldn't you say? I mean, it was kind of bumpy last I, I year. Still, I still have an article saved on my phone that was the quote-unquote way-too-early WrestleMania card prediction. Um, this was um, after day one. So it was before the Royal Rumble, early January. Um, so I'm saving that just to kind of compare to what the, their card on the phone, you know, in that article is compared to what it truly is going to be. Right. But I, um, I'm really looking forward to... A good show, a good premiere event, as they like to call them now. Um, premiere live event. Premiere live event, as they like to call them now. Uh, Dave Pulaski is watching. Dave, thanks for tuning in, my friend. Uh, always good to see you out there. Um, you tuned in at the end of the show, but at least you tuned in. Um, yeah, so it's going to be um, – one thing I want to mention to some people out there is, even though I'm not a big fan of it and – I don't watch it too often. Um, a friend of mine who I used to work with, 
purchase a ticket to AEW for trivia on the 23rd of February. Uh, I'm going to go to the show and see what it's like live AEW to see how the crowd is. Because he was on the card. That is, that is, that is AEW Dynamite. Yeah. That's not just a house show. Right. That is Wednesday Night Dynamite on TBS. So you expect the big guns to be out for that show. Yeah, true. I'm expecting to see CM Punk, John Moxley, MJF, uh, maybe Brian Danielson. But... Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing the show and seeing what the big hype is about and, you know, see how the crowd reacts and how many people they get. It's at the Webster Bank Arena in Bridgeport, Connecticut, their first Connecticut appearance. So hopefully, you know, it'll make me leave the show saying, hey, you know, that was actually a good show. I enjoyed watching it. But won't know until I get there to see it. So, but... Um, is, is it me, or have we seen more of Brock Lesnar now than we have previously? Yeah, I, I said that. Yeah. I said, I think the reason why he's showing up so much more is because he's really enjoying what he's doing. Yep. He, he's so over with the crowd, too. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. I mean, the minute his music plays, I mean, that crowd just goes ballistic. So, but uh, anything else you want to add, Greg? I was just looking up the uh, capacity for the Webster Bank Arena. Okay. Um, I mean, it says concerts, 10,000, basketball, 9,000, ice hockey, 8,412. Um, so, I mean, if you look at it, I don't know how they set up for a concert. They set the stage in the middle and it's all round or if they set it up at the end. It doesn't show a diagram. Um, so you, you got to figure it's going to be, you know, eight, eight, 9,000 people there. Let's see. Dave, if they, you know, if they can sell their tickets. Yep. Dave Pulaski said this week's Dynamite was better than any Raw or SmackDown in I can't read what in whatever in forever. Did you watch that? Did you watch that main event? Yeah. Well, did you watch the main event? Yeah. The uh the Hangman Page match, the Texas Death Match was just brutal. Well, that's the one he's talking about. Yeah. Said, yeah. yeah, I saw. Well, I. I didn't watch the whole thing. I picked it up from like five or ten minutes into the match. But it it was a brutal match. It's It's been a long time since I've seen a Texas death match. I mean, it's not... Yeah, my, my only critique is, once again, the reason why people kill WWE is because it's world wrestling entertainment. They show less wrestling than they do, try, than they do to try to entertain. Um... The first hour of AEW, the only quote-unquote professional wrestling company out there, had six minutes of wrestling and two 20-plus-minute promos to start off their show. How are you any different? I mean, and once again, your opinion, Dave, is yours, mine is mine. Very, very few 
few wrestlers that have left WWE and that have gone to AEW, I cared about. I didn't care. Daniel Bryan, now Bryan Danielson, and borderline Adam Cole were the only two wrestlers that have left WWE that have gone to AEW that I give a shit about. I didn't care less about CM Punk, Jericho, Cody Rhodes, Keith Lee, all these other, I mean, Ruby Soho. I could care less about them. I didn't like them when they were in WWE. So I don't see the attraction of watching AEW. They don't have wrestlers that I like. Yep. So I'm going to have a jaded opinion on what I saw on Wednesday versus what I've seen on ah, Raw and SmackDowns. Right. And, uh, and I'll put that Charlotte Flair Naomi match up against any match AEW's done all year. Yep, definitely, definitely. I definitely agree, hundred percent on that. And um, that's why when it first came out and I first watched a couple segments of it, I that's why I said it's a glorified Ring of Honor. Um. Now, there's a rumor going on that we talked about off the air that, you know, Tony Khan might not be able to re-sign some of his talent. And um, if, he do, if he can't, then, you know, how's that going to affect the program? How's that going to affect their show? And who's it going to be? The one He's backloaded the roster full of the former WWE and JPW successful ROH impact talent to move on from the talent that got him started. Right. Just like TNA did, you know, just like WCW did. And it, it, it's a formula that has proven in the past to not be successful. The only difference is, is WWE right now is a little stale due to the you know, control of Vincent McMahon. You know, I think he's got a little delusional and he's kind of forgetting what, you know, works. Right, exactly. So, but uh, has there been any um, anything slated for Raw tomorrow night other than Brock Lesnar making an appearance? And they, They've confirmed that Lee is going to make an appearance. That's the only other thing that I've seen. Oh, okay. All right, well. But, I mean, it's Saturday. Usually a lot of that stuff comes out on Sunday for Monday. Right. So, you know, yeah. so 24 hours earlier than our normal broadcast. Right. So, all right, then. Uh, if that's everything, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, I don't have anything else to add. Greg, I don't know if you do. All righty. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And on behalf of the notes to Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying thank you all for tuning in and we'll catch us all on Wednesday. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No 
purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.